I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, say say, and welcome on to our weekly podcast, Terry Curran. Curran here with the order bills for Mr. Terry Curran. Steady away, son. How are you? Not too bad. Been at doctor's job, be dressing change today, so uh, he thinks it's healing okay, but still looks a bit nasty to me. But we'll have to just wait and see how it goes on. Yeah, it is still healing, TC, which is good. You're on the mend, which is good. Magic moments, which were brilliant. What magic moments have you picked this week, sir? Well, I've gone, I've gone foreign, but there's been that many great goals. And- yeah. Great saves. And, you know, uh, when we call magic moments, did we do magic moments to score goals? Uh, we do We do them for saves. We do them for passes. We do them for magic yeah, moments. But I think we set off with, you know, yeah. what's the word I'm looking for when it's a magic moment? You know, a bit of skill type of thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. A moment of brilliance yeah. in a game that we look at and we go, wow, But I've, I've gone for Abby Kane. You know, everything about it was just unreal. But... You, you could look at anything this week, this weekend, and it's been just phenomenal, the goals, hasn't it? It gets stronger every week, doesn't it? I know we say yeah. it every week, but it does get but it has stronger done, every know, week. Fantastic. You know, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's, it has, it's got stronger and stronger. <laughs> I mean, Ben White, he keeps changing every week as well. I mean, he, he looks more like Marge from Benidorm than Marge from Benidorm does. What the <laughs> hell's he done to... <laughs> when you were playing to, had you ever played with somebody or against somebody that had changed so much from, from seeing them one minute to seeing them the next? I have seen it sometimes. But it's like anything else. You look at some players and think, well, he's going to be a good player. Yeah. And then they hit the, they hit the, the limit. Yeah. But I'm, I'm on something. about imp- appearance. <laughs> I mean, you, it, see some players, you see some players and then you look at him and think, well, I'm not sure about him. And then, poof, they take off. Yeah. I mean, he looked like Ben White and all of a sudden he looks like Marge. I mean, I've never seen a player change in appearance so much from one game that I watched him play. I think, you know, he was an half-decent player. Of course, he can play in a number of positions. I think he played centre midfield when he was on loan at Leeds. But, um, you know, he's a, he's a decent player. And uh, he won't get picked for England, I don't think, because he, oh, had, he, had a, he had a fallout with Gareth Southgate, didn't he? And um, well, he's second he, in he command, allegedly. With, uh, Gareth Southgate, or it was the, uh, what's the... What's his assistant manager? Yeah, exactly. He's been in a job for about seven, eight years. We still can't remember his name. I call him Dumb and Dumber. So it, it was wasn't... at Chelsea. It's on top of his bloody... Yeah, I, I, I know. I can see the fella's face, but he's so inconsequential. I can't remember his name. But um, but it does look as though he'd had a fallout with one of them because he got... It he didn't seem to be he's had a fallout with. Yeah, absolutely. Something to do with not watching games. I'm not interested in watching games. But he doesn't like football, does he, Ben White? He has come out with that and said, I actually don't like football. I don't watch football. He plays football and he's a decent player. 
but, yeah. he, but he doesn't like football. <coughs> I love football. You love football. Um, you could do with a bit of Benel in there, some by the sounds of you. My, well, w- was there any other magic moments that you had apart from Harry's, by the way? I, I, listen, Gabby, you, you put five on, but there's that many. Uh, you know, but I, I just looked at that and I thought to myself, I mean, he's, he's incredible in me, though, his goal-scoring record. And to also his assists. Play, it's a major striker, doesn't he? His, his assists and his goal-scoring record are quite phenomenal. And it doesn't matter who Harry Kane plays for. He fits in there like like a hand into a glove, doesn't he? You know, he's, he's made for whatever club he plays for, is Harry. He did, listen, choose what? Choose what he does. I mean, mm. I looked at Tottenham. I mean, both their goals were great goals again. Tottenham, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, but what I was what, what I was saying about Kane is Tottenham are having a great season. Yeah, he's gone there and he's having a great season. Yeah. We uh, Bayern Munich. It's mad, isn't it? I mean, if Tottenham could improve to win the league, <laughs> the player that they need to buy is Harry Kane, isn't it? It is quite incredible that they sell Harry Kane well, you did, and a better. You say that, but I know. They might, they might not be doing as well. No. It's, but It's silly to say that, isn't it? It is, yeah, because without Harry Kane, they actually look better. But if Harry Kane got bought by Tottenham, they would have a central striker that could score the goals that would make them better. It's so bonkers. It's so bizarre. It sounds so stupid. But both have benefited from his move, both by Munich and Tottenham. <coughs> exactly. It's crazy. That, that is exactly right. Yeah. But Tottenham might not have played as well as with Abby Kane in. And 100%. What you've got, what you've got is two... Uh, is, there's more goal scorers coming from different players. And this is what happens when you take that goal, the main goal scoring threat out and other players step up. And the biggest improvement in Tottenham... I mean, they've had to step up, but they have stepped up. They have, yeah. But James Madison being well, bought, Tottenham never had that. Absolutely magnificent yeah. buy. They, they never had that provided, and did they, last season? Richardson, who I think is a good striker... Yeah. Probably not been doing it at Tottenham, but you know we probably felt uh, let down with we, we, we Kane and then not getting the game time. Yeah, you know, but he's played him out on left hand side and he looks like a better player there. I think that they they've all improved. I think Big Ange has improved, and clearly he's been copying Pep, hasn't he? Well, did you see that? I mean, I've got to say that was that was fantastic, wasn't it? It was it, it was funny. But what I would say, what I will say about, mm. he looks so relaxed. He, he looks as though yeah. he's not going to go in and bollock him. He's going to go in there yeah. and try and put things right if they're not going right. And he's going to go in there if they're going right. The one who even go out and even try even more for him. He's every player's dream manager, isn't he? There's no bullshit. There's no yeah. side. Carragher just comes out with a nice, funny quip. You've been copying Pepe, and yet, well, you know, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. And, um, I mean, some of the managers have gone bad, me, wouldn't they? But of course he, they would. You know, absolutely brilliant. And what I liked is with Gary Neville when he said, well, you should try it. He said, I did. And <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and then when he left, he said, I'm off to watch Man City. And I think that's brilliant. It's so funny. It's so spontaneous. And it beats this. Without being sarcastic, funny. Yeah, absolutely. And it beats the monotonous jargon of crap 
that players and managers come out with because they've been media trained, media controlled, and Big Andrew's just gone, do you know what? I couldn't give a tinker's cuss. I am what I am, and I'll say it as I see it when I'm being interviewed. If you don't like it, do one. I love that in people. But he's never... He doesn't... He's not clever with his interviews, is it? He doesn't need to be. He doesn't feel no, theatre, no, well, does he? Some managers do. Of course they, they do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but he's not. You look, no. you, look as though, you look at him, you think, man, I, I want to play for him. He could be on stage, couldn't he, as a comedian? Well... Exactly, yeah. exactly, because his one-liners are brilliant. Fantastic. Again, he's a throwback to the old legends of the past, so long may it continue. We're loving Big Ange, and so is Robbie Williams. But, um, yeah, Big Ange, well done, and keep it going, my son. Uh, Harry Kane, great goal from the halfway line. We will be going out with Simon Stainrod. Stainrod from the halfway line. It's a great story that Simon tells of his time when he was at Full Kirk and he scored a goal against St Johnston from the halfway have you, line. Have you seen the goal? Simon? No, no one has. That, that, You're on YouTube. That, it's absolutely brilliant. You won't see it on YouTube? Well, I, I've seen it because he sent me it. Was it with the football focus one? Because he reenacted it, didn't he, on Football Focus? No, I'll get him to send it, yeah. Get Simon to send it, because what Simon said on the podcast, and we've got it going out with, it, it's just a great story, and I'd like Simon to tell it. So we're going to leave that on the back burner for uh, for Maverick Tales. But it was a great goal from the halfway line, as was Harry Kane's from the halfway line. Um, Jaden Philogen's goal... Uh, for Hull City, fantastic oh, goalie. I mean, brilliant. he's Absolutely. scoring some great goals, isn't he, Philogy? <coughs> I mean, <coughs> they're playing quite well then. I mean, he comes in from the from the left hand side. Smash my team, Birmingham. Absolutely mm. brilliant. I, you know, I mean, I could have pitched a couple of yards. Yeah. But I, I looked at Keynes. It's only because of its distance. Yeah. That I gave it. Yeah. But it is such a great goal, isn't it? Oh, it's but there's that many there were that many this weekend. Fantastic. It, it, absolutely unbelievable. And Joe Bellingham again scoring a brace in the El Clasico. Again, everything he's touching at the moment is turning to gold. Gabby. And good luck to him. Gabby. Mm-hmm. Barcelona absolutely batted him. I know they don't know they did. I seen bits of it, I know. It's I mean, incredible, I said yeah. to you, I said to you yeah. I've not really taken much notice on because I've not been watching England that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when he played at Portsmouth, mm-hmm. it was only 16. Then and I said yeah, to was, you, yeah. he looks, he's going to be a good player. This kid, kid yeah. looks a good player. I know you was a bit annoyed because to play Hawkins at Portsmouth and all that. And yeah. I get that. Yeah, I, I really think they should get. play a mixture. Yeah, balance, uh, balance team up. To go to to go to Real Madrid and mm-hmm. perform like he's performing because yeah. I can tell you, one of the biggest problems for the play with any player is going to a club. When these big players in there, but he's just gone in there. Yeah. Forget. Mm. I'm not talking about playing wise. Uh, same. But he's gone in there like I would go into a football club, not bothered. Yeah, absolutely. And he just fitted in like a glove. I mean, his dress taste is awful. Do you see him at the Ballon d'Or? I mean, where did he get them pair of slacks from? I don't know. But everything is well, touching. Well, that's, that's modern. That's the modern youth today, isn't it? Oh, I tell you what, the modern youth today have got absolutely no class and no culture too. But he does know where the back of the net is. And you're right, Barcelona could have absolutely smashed them. And it's all those if only moments. And Barcelona had a lot of if only <coughs> moments. And 
Jude Bellingham scored a brace and good luck I, to the kid. That could have been 5 0 at half time. Absolutely, yeah. And I then, couldn't believe it. No, and then people I would be. We were talking, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm pleased for, for, for Bellingham, but I am really pleased for him. Mm, same uh, Because he, he could be another one makes a big difference to England. But I don't we're, think I he's think what everybody's looking at. We all said the same. Yeah. Have you lost that? Yeah, absolutely. You know. Under but I mean, Real Madrid are not going to be bothered about it. They've got three points. Yeah, They're three great points. Of course they have. But again, had they have got beat seven nil, which they could have done, because I mean, if you go in at five nil at half time, you're absolutely smashing the opposition. People will be looking again. Bellingham, who's Bellingham? What's he doing? Is it? It's all fine. I think he, I think he's got that. He's gone past that now. You know what the media is like for protecting certain people I've now, got don't you? No time for the media. Absolutely no, no time. Well, for you know they will protect. They will protect him and be everybody else. It's like Kane at, at Tottenham. Yeah. You know, I, I, listen. I've always said to you, mm. Tottenham might be better playing a team without Kane. Yeah. And they look it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But I've got mm. to give Kane. It's incredible what he's doing. At, to buy it, and what a great team! And I find Bayern it incredible. Are. I know I just said it ten minutes ago. Mm. His goal scoring record to say it's not an out and out striker because he comes deep, no. well wide. Mm. He ain't got terrific pace, but he's quick. Yeah, he's, <coughs> a, he's the most complete forward yeah. on the planet for yeah. me. You know, when you look at Ireland, Ireland. You could you could argue Ireland is the greatest goal scorer on the planet at this present moment in time. The thing is with Ireland, he's only going to get better, Ben. He is, but Harry Kane has just got everything about him. He'll cut, as you say, he'll come short, he'll drop deep, he'll get the ball, he'll receive it on the half turn, yeah, he'll play thing, some great the passes. Thing he's about a great Manchester football City, player. Oh, I mean, 100%. That, he get the the mean the, the thing about Manchester City. Yeah. He. Ireland gets chances to get a natural week in and week out, doesn't he? He's missed more chances I mean, than any other striker. What I'm trying to say, yeah. he gets that he gets that many chances. Yeah, he does, yeah. That he's capable of giving a natural every week. Yeah, you wait till he improves, he'll be scoring sixty, not fifty. It's quite it's it, but again, Man City are a different class and well done yes. to Man City, team of the year at the Ballon d'Or. We're gonna be talking about the Ballon d'Or a little bit later in the podcast, but I do want to get through uh, my top I've given you three, Jaden Philogene, Jude Bellingham, Harry Kane, you're absolutely spot on to. What a great goal. But my three um, were Giacomo Raspadori for uh, uh, Napoli, Napoli yeah. against AC Milan. That free kick to equalise. I thought it was a fabulous free kick the way he bent it round the wall, his pal ducked under it and, and it went in the back. It was one of the moments I've gone, wow. In second place for me, was um, Matteo Politano, who scored the first goal that got Napoli back into the game. The way the ball's gone over to the right, he's flicked the ball up over the opponent's head, he's yep. controlled it with his left, he's been touching, he's smashed it in the top corner. I was watching that game live and I've gone, what a goal! I saw you, I saw you kept putting clips on. and oh, It was fabulous. It yeah. was one of the best games of football I've seen this season. You know, again, but I've seen some great goals this oh. this season. But this this weekend, it's absolutely been astounding. Absolutely, and uh, and and also um, Calvert Lewin's goal for uh, for West Ham. I'm putting them at equal Politano mm-hmm. and Calvert Lewin because I thought that the way. Well, West Ham, let me. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dan on Sunday. Yeah. The first time I ever backed him. Yeah. Ever backed him. Yeah. West Ham. Right? I've got Arsenal tonight in my five-pound accumulator. And the West Ham's winning 1-0. Yes, um, and Marge, Marge from Benidorm scoring an own goal. But... Um, but yeah, I, I just love the way that Calvert Lewin, the ball was played into him. He's done a kind of like Franco Cosio touch out of his feet, and he's just he just smashed it. And I thought, they, what a turn! They what could, a they goal. could have won four or five then. Everton. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, Everton well, will turn the corner. I know it's the Copa del Rey. They're playing a non-diplomed team, but yeah, they're not easing up. And I, and I want to. I do, I do want to give a, a, a mention. I, I didn't watch the game because I wouldn't watch it. I've gone off women's football since I've tried to sexualise it and this equal pay and all this woke stuff. I took no notice of it. But I did see Belgium's winning goal and the pass. The pass, I don't know who it was from, but the bird that passed the ball, it was a slide roll pass. The kid took the ball out of her feet to the right-hand side to get the defender away and put it across the goalie. And, and I don't know who they are, but it was a fucking good goal. So once, once we get back to the old, old, Absolutely. and get away with the yep. new, new, yep. then I'll start watching it again. Absolutely. And because what, what did what, I say what, on the podcast? What I, what, what I watched about the women's football, what I liked about yep. was the technical ability. Absolutely. You know, I know he's not as fast as men. I know he's not as physical as men. Yep. And I know that, you know, you'll make, when they play the back, when they play the bottom teams, yep. they've got, there's loads of mistakes. Yeah. But some of these women are technically brilliant. But yeah, I just, yeah. I'm not interested in no, it. Same and I, you know, I want the women to do well because I love women. But yeah. I just do not want the woke side of it one little bit. And we've said this from the get-go on our podcast. Leave all this wokeness at the door. I don't want to hear any of that garbage and crap that you talk about. Focus on the football solely. Focus about what your levels are and what your payment levels are. Don't compare them to the men because there is no comparison whatsoever. But just concentrate on your own game. And when they do that, like you, I'll go back to watching them. But I did look at it on Sky Sports News. And I saw that winning goal and I thought, fair play to you, Bab. That was a great pass and that was a great goal. So credit where it's due. <clears throat> Book Corner Association with myfootballbooks.com. <laughs> Andy always gives us um, a recommendation. And this week it's lifted over the turnstiles, part two, uh, by Steve Finnan. 
Not the fella that used to play professional football. Well, I don't think it is. And it's Scottish football grounds and crowds in the black and white era. And on this day, the 31st of October, which was Halloween, what a great day to open Amden Park in 1903. And it was Queen's Park that played Celtic. And it, at the time, it was the biggest stadium in the world when it opened with a capacity of over 100,000. And to this day, still a European record for an international game. 149,415 saw uh, England play in 1937. So, uh, happy birthday to, to Hampden Park. What a great venue. Great stadium, yeah. Although Dennis Mortimer, when I did speak to Dennis on the podcast, he did say it was a bit of a shithole when he went up and watched Liverpool in the 70s up there at Hampden. Yeah, but I think they were still worried about it with some of it. it. It didn't look over great. No, he said it was awful. Compared to the... Um, mm. um, that rugby stadium up there has always looked a nice stadium. Muirfield, yes, in Edinburgh. Yeah. Went past that's that on the, uh, nice the Ratlap. Mm. You know, Celtic and Rangers. Yeah. But uh, Andon Park, I mean, it looks fabulous now. Yeah, absolutely. And always a great venue. Um Regardless. Especially when you get England playing Scotland. You, oh. you know, the atmosphere is absolute. It's electric. That old game of England and Scotland in the home internationals, that was one of the greatest days on the football calendar, along with the FA Cup final. I yep. always look forward to England and Scotland. Something special <laughs> when we played them at Wembley, but there was also something special when we played them at Hampden Park. I remember Alan yep. Clark uh, telling me about um, when they, they smashed Scotland in. They We played them in 1975. I think it was a centenary game of, of some description. And we beat, we beat them 5-0. A um, few minutes to go. Ball's come through. It's a 50-50. And um, Billy Bremner, he kind of like just loosened off a little bit and let Alan have the ball. And he met him at the airport and he said... What was that about then, Bill? He says, well, we were we lost the game and we got a game this weekend for Leeds United. But if we hadn't, I'd have fucking killed you. <laughs> <laughs> and they were brothers. And he said that's what Billy Bremner was all about. Best player that he played with and best player that he played against. And all, all these stories. Absolutely great player. Yeah, they're on our Patreon site, uh, Patreon page. Uh, all the W's dot Patreon dot com forward slash SRB Media. Yeah, absolute legends. I mean, what a player Billy Bremner was, wasn't he? He was the first one. I, I mean, I, watched, I used to watch him that Rondinho when he used to play the ball. He used to look the other way. Bremner was the first yeah, one was. I saw do that. Yeah. Again, I think 115 goals he scored for Leeds United. Him and Johnny Giles. I remember Johnny saying to me, Paul. It was a defensive midfield player in out of me and Billy. And I said, neither, John. You were both complete midfield players. And that's the difference between the likes of Bremner and Giles and midfield players that we had at the past in the past to the midfield players that we have today. But that's the competitiveness, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Wanting to know what best between them. Yeah. But they, but they were, you know, Johnny would say, Billy would go up, I'd drop if, if I'd go up, Billy would drop back. You know, they had a, they complimented each other, two great football players, two of the greatest players ever to play, uh, to play football anywhere in the world, Giles and Bremner. And arguably, I said to John, you were probably the, the, the greatest double act since Morecambe and Wise and Laurel and Hardy. 
He said, I played <laughs> against a few that were like Lauren fucking hardly, let me tell you, Paul. I, I bet their five sides were competitive. Oh, I bet they were. Because, again, I mean, that Leeds United team, they, they were... Again, to this day, I'd still say that if you could put that Leeds United team against any team in the world, they'd give any team in the world a bloody good game because they had absolutely everything. They'd either yeah. fight you or they'd outplay you, wouldn't they? Play, depends, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. depends on how, you, actually want, how you wanted to play. Because I remember the, uh, Johnny saying to me, you know, the thing is, and Alan as well, you know, if you wanted to fight one of us, you're fighting yeah, every fight one of everybody. Absolutely, they were the perfect team. <laughs> in, I, think in what, <clears throat> I think that's what was a matter with the other teams, really, because they had to take a ball on. Where with other teams, there'd only be a couple of uh, jumping, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, God, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you know yourself from playing the game professionally, there'd be some players that wouldn't want to know. They'd turn away. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you're on your own here, son. But Leeds United, you fought one, you fought the fought a lot one. of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, second up uh, tonight, see, uh, Dutch Masters, when Ajax total football conquered Europe by Gary Thacker. And I have done a podcast. You can access our podcast wherever you access your podcast. The best way is on our Patreon page. It does help us. It's only a pound a week. It works out at a pound a week if you're paying over 52 weeks, of course. And... Um, it is the best way to support us, and there is an awful lot of content. Uh, content legends of the seventies, the current view, my life. But a pound a week, Gabby. I'm not praising you and uh, Chris, yeah. but you've absolutely do a brilliant show for everyone, and it's not just, you know, it's me. It, it, there's other uh, ex-players, book corner. They, yeah. You have everything on. It's absolutely my my music. We we all done. So there's everything on it. It's fabulous. So. Please, please uh, join our uh, fo- podcast because you know we we we, we do try as best and we do uh, mix everything in with it. We just don't like the wokeness. Absolutely, T. And I do think for a pound a week it is great value. If I say so myself, and you're right, I think we cover all bases. And if there's something, if you want to join up for a pound, and you can actually honestly say to me it's not worth a pound i'll give you a pound back i'll give you two pound back because i know it damn well is it doesn't matter what team you support there's something there for all football fans ajax bottom of the league at the moment where did that i know i was looking at that the other day Uh, i I had a five runner to beat uh, brighton i think it was about six to one or something Mm. other one ajax and then jock says to me have you you seen where they are daddy lee and i said no not really so I had a look at bottom of the league. Incredible, isn't it? I know. It is unbelievable because, you know, when you look at... I suppose Ajax now are at their worst position, definitely worst position. Than I've ever seen. Yeah, but the worst um, time <laughs> in, in their history since yeah. probably before Renus Michaels took over in yeah. the uh, in the 60s. It's and quite I know, incredible. And I do know they sell all the best players. Yeah, they but, do, yeah. You know... They usually get the top young players coming through them anyway, don't they? Without a doubt. Uh, I mean, what's happened to them, I don't know. To finish bottom of, or be bottom of the Arriva Dursi takes some doing, especially when you're a massive giant like Ajax. And this is a great book, uh, Pete Kaiser's on the front. Uh, wonderful book, great work of art, lovely pictures and some lovely stories. And, and they're talking about when Ajax literally did 
conquer Europe with that total football one three European Cups back to back. It seems a million miles away from where Ajax are today. And third in the trio of the trilogy, however you want to dress it up. Um, it's a happy heavenly birthday, or it would have been on the 30th of this month, well, last month, October, to uh, Diego Maradona, born yeah. on the 30th of the 10th, 1960, sadly passed away on the 25th. I know George Best is my, my favourite all-time mm. player, but you could you could split any of them players, Best, Maradona, Pele, Cruyff, Zidane, you can go on, mm. um, Ronaldinho, you know, Mario, different type of play. Yeah. Brazilian Minaldo, Messi. It's incredible into you can go on and on and on. Oh, absolutely. I've got I've got the DVD here of uh, Diego Maradona, the same fellas that done Senna and one or two others. Uh, the autobiography, Al Diego. Uh, inside Diego, how the best footballer in the world became the greatest of all time. Uh, you know, that... Messi and Minaldo, they've never had any controversy, so they've, they've, you've got to give them some credit for that type of thing. I think the game's but, completely but, different But with today. people like Maradona and Best, everybody will pull in. But, you know what I mean? And whether they they got a weakness where they, they couldn't say no, and whether them two, Ronaldo and Messi, have got mm. the strength to say no, <coughs> because it has helped their careers. Oh, without doubt. And I think it was different times as well. Uh, Maradona, the boy, the rebel, the god boy, Guillaume Balagay. And finally, Maradona, the hand of god boy, Jimmy Burns. I've got all of those books in my library. I'm a massive Diego Maradona fan. I've been since the uh, the 70s when I first saw him. I watch uh, them all. All the clips with them, all the type of players, I watch them all. Uh, I mean, that life is life. I mean, when he's yeah. picking the ball up. When he's... I hear that song, all I, all I remember <laughs> yeah. is uh, Diego. It's, it's just, I mean, again, for me. Golf ball, tennis ball, anything. toilet ball, anything. It's incredible what he could do with his, with his feet. It was, it, for me, the most natural footballer that, that I've ever seen. Again, it's all opinions. But yeah. for me, Diego was just... I mean, George is for me, but I could argue with that. Yeah. I just could not argue with it because so when he mentioned him, I mean, when, for all the tricks, the biggest thing I love about anything about football, you know that touch they have? Yeah. The ball just, just sticks. And if you've got yeah. that, it's an incredible, incredible, <coughs> you know, uh, way of knowing that the, these are the elite footballers. But what he what he had as well, he would control the ball with that first touch. He'd know where the ball was going already before he'd received it. And then he kind of, well, you know, you're a pro player. He'd punch it out of his feet, wouldn't he? He'd punch yeah. it out of his feet and you go, that's Diego. He got the greatest balance that I'd, I'd ever seen. I mean, that goal when he scored against Belgium in the 86 World Cup finals. I mean, anybody else would have fallen over. But he had such balance to score that goal and he just wheeled away. And it was just typical uh, Diego Maradona. Some of the brutal... I mean, regardless oh. what they say yeah. uh, about Messi and... Uh, no one's know. had that stick. No one. No one. They couldn't have They couldn't have got the goals with a fouling like Maradona. No. Well, like, like 30, 25, 30, 40 years ago, they, they couldn't have stuck that stick. I'm not saying they couldn't have took that. But they wouldn't have got the goals because they'd have been brought down like Maradona. I mean, how many goals would he have got if if he wouldn't have been a brutally 
brutally abused on the football field. I've done a wonderful podcast with Alan and My Life, My Music. I've, I've posted it uh, onto the group. And to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. Thank you.